Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Hey, lady, it's Dr. Dom here. If you like this show and you want to make your own, let me tell you about the free platform Anchor. It's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can add songs from Spotify and create any type of content that you are looking for. Anchor will distribute it all for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On this week's episode in Her Space. Get back to that place of why you married them in the first place. What can you do to make sure you keep the spark alive so that you don't become this business partner relationship just sharing kids and bills? Like marriage is so much more than that. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or even a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or if you feel comforted throughout the episode, lady, please leave us a review and tell us what we're doing right so we can stay on track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit herspacepodcast.com and enter your email address to get updates about our live events and all of the new beginnings that we have for this year. Welcome to Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Her Space Podcast. Do you have a burning question you're dying to get feedback on? Do you want an unbiased perspective on a situation you're facing? If so, visit herspacepodcast.com and click Ask Dr. Dom under the Start Here option. Every Tuesday, I'll choose a few questions and answer them at random. Lady, today's special guest is extremely important during these days, okay? Talisha Delmar is a mother, wife, personal marriage mentor, and founder of Lover's Bond. She and her husband have been married for 19 years and have three children and one dog. Her marriage hasn't seen it all, but they have experienced job loss, major surgery, infertility, 
two second trimester miscarriages, and a long and frustrating adoption process, just to name a few. Talisha and her husband are members of the American Association for Marriage and Family Therapy and are certified Prepare and Rich facilitators. Talisha, welcome to Her Space. Thank you so much, Domite, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We are so excited to have you. And so we are going to start off with our quote of the day. Because we didn't quit when times got crazy hard, even when there were no feelings of love and respect for one another, our marriage is stronger than ever. And that may sound familiar to you, Talisha, because that is one of your quotes. When I came across that quote, the thing that stood out for me, the biggest piece of that is that you guys didn't quit and you acknowledge that things got hard, but you didn't give up despite those things being hard. And so with that in mind, can you share with us what are your top five traits or secrets for having a long lasting relationship where you don't want to quit when things get rough? That is such a great question. And let me tell you, it was tough. We, I mean, we literally sat in the car and talked about who, where, who was going to leave, who was going to stay, you know, and because it was, we just had to have that come to Jesus moment. Right. And we just had a, we, we just, we realized that, you know, things is, things are not, we're not happy. Things are not going well. And what can we do? And so we, instead of making a decision right then and there, we said, you know what, let's revisit this conversation. And we came back. And let me tell you, one of the things that really helped us is that we committed ourselves, right? We said, you know what, I I don't like you right now, but I'm not going to give up on, on this marriage. So we literally had to make an affirmative statement to recommit ourselves to the marriage and say that the marriage is bigger than how we are feeling about each other in this moment. And so with that, you know, people talk about communication, but communication is such a big umbrella. I mean, we really had to understand how to talk to one another. And my husband would say to me all the time, you know what, Talisha, you may be right, but I don't, your tone, could you have not said that even in a better than that? Mm. And so I had to realize that even though what I was saying was factually accurate, it was the way in which I was saying it. I can't demean him and be condescending. I have to, you know, speak in love and respect. And so it was the way that we communicated to each other, I think was, was really important. And so communication, again, people talk about it a lot, but it's, you have to really break down the facets of communication. What to say, what not to say, because you can't hit below the belt because, you know, we all hit that boiling point and we want to hit below the belt because we want to get our spouse back. And so you have to realize, you know, there's some things that you should not say. And then again, going back to, to my example earlier, it's about the tone and making sure that we say the right things in the right way at the right time and with the right attitude. So that's just, you know, so communication is just one of those traits, but it's those many facets of um, communication. Then the second thing that I would say is that conflict. So when we have conflict, I always say you have to fix the friction. So there's nothing wrong with not agreeing, right? You're going to have opposing views. 
The key is how you handle those opposing views. And so what happens is sometimes in marriages, you feel like because you're married, because you're committed to one another, you become complacent where you feel like you can say and treat each other any kind of way that you want because you think that spouse is not going anywhere. And so when you are dealing with having conflict, you know, some people try to avoid it at all costs. So then they don't address the issues that really should be addressed because let's get real. The the issues don't magically go anywhere. Like we Mm -hmm. literally have to take intentional actions and make intentional words to make sure that we address the issues because it never really magically goes away. So we can't fall into the space of wanting to avoid it because we don't want to deal with it because it just festers and then it just blows up when the next argument happens. But then on the flip side of that is when when we are so angry with our spouses or frustrated and even sad, right? How we handle that disagreement can cause more friction in your relationship. And so sometimes you just have to say, you know what? We're going to have to agree to disagree on this one. You know, you want to go left. We want, I want to go right. Is there, if you can't find a meeting of the minds where you're both making a sacrifice for the greater good of the team, then you have to say, you know what? You and I might not be in alignment on this particular issue and figuring out a way to say, you know what? Let's, let's put it over here. Let's put it in a container and let's revisit this a little bit later. Because sometimes in the heat of the moment, you are wound tight in your emotions. You are mm-hmm. going bit like it has to go this way. And sometimes we're not taking a, a moment to really listen to our spouse's point of view. And even if the spouse is wrong, you at least want them to feel like you've heard them. And at least considering what they're thinking, even if it might not be the point, but sometimes people just want to feel like they've been heard versus you just quickly brushing them off. So I would say how you handle conflict is definitely an important trait to having a successful marriage. I was going to say, we got some juicy ones right now. I'm taking notes. So we said communication, we have conflict resolution. What else you got for us, Alicia? What else? (laughs) Let's talk about expectations. Oh, man. This is a big one because the reality of it is our disappointment with our spouses comes because we expected one thing and they didn't deliver yes. in the way that we wanted them to deliver. And so we get so bent out of shape because they have not met our expectations. And so when I work with clients, I go through this exercise about figuring out one The expectations that we have, are they realistic? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes our expectations come because that's how our parents' marriage was. That's what I saw on TV. That's how Judy down the street has her marriage, right? But Mm -hmm. is that realistic for your marriage? Because you are two completely different, unique people and you shouldn't have the expectations of what you see on the outside automatically assume that it should work within your marriage. So we have to make sure that we talk to our spouses about our expectations, why you have the expectations that you have, right? Because when you unpack that, you may realize that, okay, you know what? Okay. 
why 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 do I say you have to take out the trash? Like why do I why does I have to work here? Maybe I take out the trash and maybe you wash the dishes. Like we get so wound tight into what we think marriage should be instead of taking a step back to say, babe, what's what works for you and I? Mm-hmm. Instead of trying to do and have these expectations because of, this is what we read, this is what we saw on TV, this is how somebody else's marriage works. So expectations is a big one. So when you get in alignment with your expectations, then things go a lot smoother because now you're not being disappointed because your spouse didn't do what you thought they should have done. Does that make sense? That makes yes. perfect sense. I'm just like, I, I can see how there can be conflict, Talisha, if you have one person that has expectations, ABC, the next person of the couple has XYZ, and now y'all come together and you both have two totally different expectations for each other, you're going to have a lot of conflict. So I totally get that. That is so important. Absolutely. And you know, and the, the thing of it is, is the problem is there are a lot of assumptions that are made, right? Mm-hmm. So like if you watch, you know, your parents and this is how your parents' marriage was, you just assume that's how it's supposed to be without having that conversation with your spouse to say, oh, well, I thought that's how all spouses do it this way. I thought this I thought this was my role. And so until you really unpack what your expectations are, sometimes your spouse don't even know that they're not even meeting your expectations because we haven't really talked about it. We just kind of assumed they were supposed to do something. And so having that level of conversation and, and not having the assumptions around those expectations, I think is it will solve a lot of people's problems in marriage. Now, as I'm listening to you, you are bringing up so many important points of like these expectations and addressing conflict and communicating about all of those things. And you're bringing it up in the context of your spouse. When you reflect back, like you've been married 19 years, when you reflect back on when you and your husband started dating, were any of those things present? Let me tell you. Okay, so I'm a little hard headed. So, <laughs> and I'm being honest, right? Right. Both my husband, he truly has been consistent, but I was thinking, oh, he's going to change. Oh, there's no way he's going to act like that continuously. Oh, no, when we get married, things will be different. Uh-huh. And so I foolishly thought, that he, so he, he was, he was who he was when I met him. And I'm, of course, you know, there were things that I totally loved about my husband, but those things that irritated me, I just assumed once we got that piece of paper that he was going to do what I wanted him to do and he was going <laughs> to change. And so mm-hmm. I had to learn and I had to shift my thinking saying, okay, all right, Talisha, he's really not changing. So how are you going to adjust? Because he's been true to himself and he's been authentic, right? And so Mm -hmm. I had to realize, okay, how can I not allow this to steal my joy? This is who he is. And what can I do so it doesn't become friction and a wedge in between our marriage? And so those are the things I think when we think back to when we were dating, you know, there are things that we see in our spouses and we just kind of assume over time that they're going to change and they and they may not. And the reality of it is people do evolve over time. As people get older, they get wiser, they become more experienced. They do change. But a lot of times it's not they're not changing in the way that you probably would have wanted them to change. 
Right. And so what happens is it's like, oh, okay, he changed that. Oh, but I wanted him to change this. He didn't change that. So what can I do so that it doesn't become frustrating for me? Because he's going about his life. He's fine. He's good. And I'm thinking, I'm sitting here thinking, well, darn, I thought he was going to start taking out the trash when we got married. He didn't take it out when we were dating. You know, it's like, you know, mm-hmm. again, that was a simple example, but just giving you an example of what happens. And so for me, I had to do some self-reflection. You know, I have a program called the DNA of a happy wife because it's all about how you can have a happy marriage when you do your part. And a lot of times, and I'll tell you, even when I went to counseling, Kelvin and I went to counseling. First of all, we had premarital counseling and then we did counseling after marriage. And then he had his, he went to counseling and I went to counseling separately. Like we have totally invested in our marriage. And I can tell you, even when clients come to me today, we always want to point the finger to our spouses. Hmm. And while our spouses do have a role to play, we sometimes diminish the role that we play. Mm. All right, lady, it's about that time. Dom and I want to share a few sponsors with you that we believe you'd enjoy. So stay tuned, get those promo codes, and we'll hop right back into this informative conversation. Lady, as you know, this month is Women's History Month. And it's a great opportunity to highlight the stories of Black women specifically. Black representation holds significant importance in conveying possibilities to everyone, not just those of us in the Black community. I can recall growing up watching Oprah Winfrey and the Black newscasters in my hometown of New Orleans. And it showed me the importance of sharing my own stories and using my own voice. Well, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's latest collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Tracy Ellis Ross to Beyonce's Renaissance, Michelle Obama to the women behind the Montgomery bus boycott, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. What I love most about Black Stories, Black Truths is the fact that the stories are from us and they cover topics we want to hear. I recently listened to an episode called Tracy Ellis Ross is an Icon and Our Favorite Rich Auntie. And it was just such a breath of fresh air to hear her perspective on her new projects, what she loves most about podcasts, and how she feels about being called the Rich Black Auntie. It was good. Now, you know, Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be told about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. 
Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. And so there are things that we can do to change our perspective. There are things that we can do to change our behavior. And a lot of times there are things that we can do, and I'm not going to say to change our spouse, but there are sometimes things that we can do to inspire our spouses to do things differently, but there's a way in which we do it. And I'm I'm not saying that in a manipulative way, but a lot of times you have a lot more power than what you give yourself. And so there are things, and again, depending upon the issues, there are some things that you can inspire your spouse to do. And so we don't use that and leverage that enough in our marriages and knowing how to work with your spouse, recognize that you're perfect, you're not perfect, they're not perfect, and you're not going to have a perfect marriage. But there are definitely things that we can do intentionally to improve ourselves and ultimately that will ultimately improve and have an an effect on our marriage. T, I hope you are over there like taking notes because I'm taking notes and I'm because I'm just <laughs> Me too. <laughs> me too. This is good. <laughs> I'm just trying to soak it all up. And the the thing for me is so I'm not married. Mm-hmm. But I'm as I'm listening to you, like one of the things that stood out to me was looking at like looking at yourself, right? Because mm-hmm. I think it's really And I recognize this with the clients that I work with, too, that it's easy for us. It's a whole lot easier for us to point the finger at the other person or point out their flaws than it is for us to do our own internal work. Like that can be incredibly scary for people to really dive into themselves and figure out what are the patterns that I'm bringing to the table that. Maybe I learned from my family or maybe that maybe I wasn't even aware of that is causing harm. You are absolutely right. And it, and it requires a lot of self-reflection. You know, we talk about marriage is 50-50, but then when problems come about, we always want to say, well, my spouse is 80% of these problems. My spouse is 90% of the problem. But we definitely have a role to do as well. And we have a role to play in that as well. And so marriage is 50-50. So, well, really it's 100-100 if we really want to be honest. Yes. <laughs> you yes. have to put your all <laughs> and they have to put in their all. Mm-hmm. And so it does take a lot of work. And I always say marriage is not for the faint of heart. Like you have got to be ready to really go through the ups and the downs of married life. And it's not always easy. Like there are days that you're just not going to like your spouse. Like you love them, 
completely, but they have worked your last nerve. And it's, mm-hmm. and we don't talk about that enough. And so what happens mm-hmm. is when people start to feel like that, they think it's something wrong with them and their marriage. And they don't realize that, you know what, this is a normal part of marriage, but this is how we can get to the other side. You know, people always say, you know, they want a long lasting marriage. I hear that all the time. The three things I hear, I want a long lasting marriage. I want a happy marriage and I want a strong bond. But you never get that without going through. You have to go through the stuff. And so you can't give up. And so while things get become tough and you're like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. I'm t- there's always something that can be done. And so we have to make sure that we're ready to do our part. And then how can you help your spouse? do their part. And part of that is sometimes they don't even know what their part is. Right. And Mm -hmm. so you got to have a conversation about, okay, this is what I believe we need to move our marriage forward and having a conversation about that. The problem with marriage and especially the marriages that that end up with children, (laughs) marriages with, with people who are married with children have it hard because what happens is the marriage is no longer focused on the spouses, but then it becomes more about the children. And every conversation is about children and bills, children and bills is so transactional and it's become a business relationship managing the house as opposed to focusing on each other in the marriage. Mm. And so children are there, need a blessing from God, but they will totally <laughs> distract a marriage if you don't know how to, if you do not make intentional efforts to keep the connection and make your marriage a priority. And so when you're with your spouse, you have to, you know, the date nights are so important. And even during this quarantine, I've been sharing with people what you can do while you're stuck in the house, because you still have to continue building your bond. You know, before you get married, you're so, you know, the dating part was so exciting, right? Mm-hmm. And you just loved each other, ooey gooey. You know, you can't wait to see each other again. <laughs> and then over time, then you, you come in the house and you're like, hey, What's up? <laughs> it's you. It's Boom. you again. Right. Exactly. So yeah. you have to be like, you know what? Okay, we gotta we gotta reset. We have to reset things. And so that's why it really takes intentional action all the time. So can people have a long-lasting marriage? Absolutely. Can they have an even happier marriage? Absolutely. But it doesn't come without work. Like just like every day, people wake up. Not 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 everybody, because some people actually do love their jobs, but there are a lot of people who get up every day and go to a job, not because that job fulfills them, you know, from a from on their happy spectrum, but they go to that job because they need that job to fulfill a need. Well, the reality of it is sometimes in our marriage, you just feel like you're just getting up every day, going to do something because you signed that piece of paper. And no, what I'm saying is you have to allow yourself to say back and say, why did I marry this person in the first place? Remind yourself why, because sometimes you do need to remind yourself, right? And Mm -hmm. so get back to that place of why you married them in the first place. What can you do to make sure you keep the spark alive so that you don't become this business partner relationship, just sharing kids and bills? Like marriage is so much more than that. 
That's a really good point. And Talisha, I want to come, I want to circle back around on the last two of those five traits, but I want to ask you, you had a video where you shared, you talked a bit about how you respond when your partner makes the wrong decision. So I'd love to know what's your thought process that supports the the way that you respond? Because you talked about, you know, how you react, should I say, to your partner when, or your husband, when he makes the wrong decision. Yes. Now, let me tell you, this wrong decision thing, that that <laughs> drives your patience all the time. So here's the deal. Your, your spouse wants to feel like a contributor. They want to feel like they're doing something. It, it, whether you want to call it feeding ego, but your spouse want to feel like they're making a valuable contribution. And sometimes, it, well, maybe even most times, the decision that they make is what they honestly believe in their heart of hearts is the right decision to make, right? So the challenge is when your spouse makes a wrong decision, we sometimes don't give them enough credit for trying. And so it's like the kid when, you know, when you have a kid, they go to school, they take a test that you, you, you've seen them study all week, but they go in there and they get a D on a test and they are just, they're just sad because they're like, man, I put forth all this effort. Well, it's the same thing when you're dealing with a spouse, they felt like they took in all the information, they made the right decision. And so we don't take a step back to recognize them for that. And just say, you know what? Thank you for making that decision. I recognize that you think that that's the best decision that we can make. And so we first have to acknowledge the effort that they put into it because we don't want to totally discount it, right? We want to give them the credit for them at least trying. And let me tell you, every time you think your your situation is bad, I can I can point to another situation that's even worse than that because you have some people who are married to spouses who don't like to make a decision at all. Like the spouse, mm-hmm. one spouse has to make every decision because they don't want to be accountable for anything, right? Yeah. And so we have to make sure that we're saying, okay, thanks, babe, for making that decision. So first we have to give them the credit for that. And then we have to listen to their thought process, right? Because they made that decision off of something. Well, babe, I thought, you know, we were going to, we needed to do this because blah, 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 blah. You listen to that. And then before you say that was dumb, you shouldn't even say that was dumb. Even if you think it was dumb, that's not the thing to say, right? Mm-hmm. And and so you want you don't want to discount them because they really probably put forth a good effort. So instead, what you should say is, you know what, babe? Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for considering this. Let me ask you a question and pose it in the way to say, what would happen if we were to do this? And then let them come back and say, you know what, babe, I didn't think about that. You know what? That's a good idea. Because when they do that, now they feel like they made that decision as opposed to you're making that decision. But you ultimately end up winning because you got your way in the first place. Right. And so sometimes we get all riled up because we want to win. We want to win. We want to make the decision. But when you are married, you are a team. So who cares how you get the football in the end zone as long as the darn thing get in the end zone, right? Right. So we have to be able to say, you know what? Well, what if, you know, we were to do it this way? How, you know, do you think that that could work? And ask them the question and let allow their thought process to think it through. And then sometimes, now let's just say your spouse is totally stubborn. Like, nope, nope, we're doing it this way. Sometimes you have to sleep on it 
because people are in their emotions at that point. And so keep going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth does nothing to your relationship, but just build a wedge. So sometimes we have to recognize when it's time to just lay low and say, all right, babe, thank you for your time. Let me just think on it. Okay, thank you. And then come back maybe the next day or maybe two, two to three days later and say, you know what, babe, I was really thinking, you know, I'm really, I'm still concerned that this will put us in this type of predicament. If it does, what will we do? Because sometimes Mm. the way that you're thinking about it is not the way that they're thinking about it. And so instead of you pushing, babe, we need to go right. Instead of pushing that way, then taking a step back to say, you know what, babe, if we went left and this happens, this is what my fear is. Like you have to be true. Say what you're feeling. I fear because now it's coming from a place of your spouse trying to address your fear as opposed to your spouse just trying to win an argument. Mm. See the difference? Yeah, that makes a huge difference because that also allows you to communicate better and allows you to be vulnerable. And when, when we are vulnerable, that naturally pulls people closer to us in terms of wanting to really understand us and, and communicate better with us. Absolutely. You know, I talk a lot about a safe space. Mm. Because what happens is when you, if you think about your best friend, when you think about your best friend, you think about someone that you can tell your innermost thoughts and feelings, stuff that you probably wouldn't say to the masses, you wouldn't say publicly, but you have a friend that you can tell anything to. Your spouse should be that for you. But what happens is when you, sometimes you lose credibility because soon as your spouse wants to share something with you, you cut them off. You tell them mm-hmm. it was crazy. That's mm-hmm. dumb. How did you think about that? And it's all your tone, what you're saying. And so now your spouse feels like, you know what? Let me not even take that to them. Let me not even share that with them. I'll share it with someone else. Mm. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you (laughs) your spouse feel like they can share anything with you. And so even when your spouse makes the wrong decision, right, but you have to do it in a way where they don't feel ashamed, embarrassed, or just like, you know what, I'm not even going to share this with them because they're going to cut me down. They're going to they're going to say that I'm dumb. They're going to think that I'm crazy. So, you know what, let me not even bother sharing anything with them. And so what happens is because I've seen this, too where sometimes um, couples make some mistakes. One spouse will make a, mis- a decision and won't share it with the spouse until after it's already done and said, because they don't, they don't want to deal with the extra mouth. They don't want to deal with all the ups and downs, the overloaded conversations. So they go with and make the decision without including the spouse. And then now you've created a second problem. And so you want to be able to make sure that you have a safe space with your spouse where to your point where you can be vulnerable with each other, share your innermost thoughts and feelings, because what happens is if your spouse feels like they can't share anything with you, they're not. And that's going to create a wedge instead of building you guys closer and building your connection. Mm, That's a really good point, Talisha. And before we circle back on those two last traits that are the secrets for a long lasting, happy relationship. Can you talk a little bit about how do you make your relationship fun? Right. I mean, you've been married for 19 years. so I'm sure at some point you're like, 
okay, I, I kind of know what's going to happen tomorrow. You may have some boredom or experience that. How do you make it fun and fresh? That is such a great question. And, and honestly, we make it harder than what it needs to be. So now, sometimes making it fresh can be the simplest things. So now I'll give you an example. I actually give you a real life example. I did this to my husband the other day. Well, sometimes I, (laughs) so sometimes I'll call my husband and he'll answer the phone and I'll just say, what color your, what color is your underwear? And (laughs) because he's thinking I'm calling about something with the kids, pick up, drop off. Can you stop at the grocery store? He's thinking it's some transactional conversation and it throws him off. So now I have my husband thinking about me for the rest of the day because I put a smile on his face and now he's thinking about me and he's tickled pink. And so that that little, little thing that took a matter of seconds just did wonders for our conversation when we came home that day. So mm-hmm. it's sometimes it's like little things like that. So th- that's one thing. And so the other thing, like I did the other day, because, you know, we've been un- under quarantine like we all are. And so <laughs> so I walked over to my spouse. Now, of course, I had to make sure the kids weren't around because we had the kids at home. And I literally <laughs> took my shirt down and showed him a breast. Like right there. In the- yes. <laughs> right there. And so now he's like, Oh, okay. And so those are the types of things that we were doing when we were dating. But over time. All right, lady, it's about that time. Dom and I want to share a few sponsors with you that we believe you'd enjoy. So stay tuned, get those promo codes, and we'll hop right back into this informative conversation. Lady, as you know, this month is Women's History Month. And it's a great opportunity to highlight the stories of Black women specifically. Black representation holds significant importance in conveying possibilities to everyone, not just those of us in the Black community. I can recall growing up watching Oprah Winfrey and the Black newscasters in my hometown of New Orleans, and it showed me the importance of sharing my own stories and using my own voice. Well, The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's latest collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Tracy Ellis Ross to Beyonce's Renaissance, Michelle Obama to the women behind the Montgomery bus boycott, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. What I love most about Black stories, Black truths is the fact that the stories are from us and they cover topics we want to hear. I recently listened to an episode called Tracy Ellis Ross is an Icon and Our Favorite Rich Auntie. And it was just such a breath of fresh air to hear her perspective on her new projects, what she loves most about podcasts, and how she feels about being called the Rich Black Auntie. It was good. Now, you know, Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. 
In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be told about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. You kind of get into settle, you settle down day to day and you forget to do those little things. And so it, sometimes it doesn't take much. But I always say the measure of a couple who's strong is when you can laugh together. So when you can do those things that put a smile on your spouse's face, things that you can do to make each other laugh, those are some of the things that keep it fun. I also say, obviously, you know, I have a list that I have where it's called the Lover's Bond Guide to Turn Up Your Marriage. And so if your your listeners want it, they can go to loversbond.com. It's a free download. But in there, it's over 100 things that you can do. And I've broken it up into three categories, broken it up into things that you can do that's interesting, things that you can do that's fun, and things that you can do that are romantic. And Mm. so that list, and I'm telling you, it's over 100 things to do. So you check off something and then, you know, hey, you have stuff that can keep you busy the entire year. But it uh, it literally takes an effort to say, all right, babe, what are we going to do? And sometimes those things are so fun because now you can sit there and plan. All right, babe, what are we going to do on Saturday? What you want to do? Okay, babe, what are we going to do on Tuesday? You know, Netflix and chill is great, but sometimes... Put the DVR on and do an activity between you two. Play a game, babe. Okay, let's play play this game. What kind of house would you want to live in? Like those conversation starters, because what that does for your relationship is build connection because now you get to imagine and dream what your life will be like years from now, the next house, what kind of car you want. You guys go online and look at cars online. Now, granted, you might not be in a position to buy right now, but those are the things that build you two together that's beyond just looking at TV on the couch. Yes, I love that. Now, Talisha, before we switch up the vibe, we have another segment for you, but we got to circle back on our last two traits for a long lasting, happy relationship. So what are the last two? Okay. So we have to talk about intimacy. We have to talk about intimacy because here's the deal. And I, and I say intimacy and and sex. What, one of the complaints that I hear most often is that it's not enough. 
I hear one spouse is like, I want more. One spouse is like, mm-hmm. I want it, but I'm too tired. And so we don't take enough time to build intimacy with one another. That physical touch is so important. So whether it's, yes. you know, we, we got to the point where we, you know, when we were dating, we were kissing, we were holding hands, we were snugged up in the bed, we spooning. When you get married, <laughs> all of that somehow goes out the window. Right. You're you're in the same physical space together, but there's no physical touch. And so you want to make sure that you want to increase the intimacy. You know, when you you have your quiet time in the bed where it's just you guys, you're talking, you're reminiscing, you're getting some nookie in like you want to do it in different (laughs) locations, different positions. That's how you keep the spice alive. Sometimes Mm. we get into some role playing, some accessories, dress up do a lap dance, play strip poker. Like yes. we have to increase the intimacy because that's how you, that's how you, not only do you build a connection, but see, this is where I talked about earlier, where I talk about we have a lot more power than we realize and leverage is that when you give yourself that intimacy, one, it releases stress. Mm-hmm. Right. You release stress. You're you're a lot more happy now. You have a little bit more patience. You less snappy now. So sex for beyond the physical thing, you're burning calories. Yes. You're reducing stress. You're building connection between you and your spouse. And so we have to make sure that we do that to each other. And, you know, those little little things that I just shared uh, 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 earlier could be just foreplay. Is getting you ready. It's setting the stage for that. Now, let me just also say this. And now we're going to get to that last train in a minute. One of the things that a lot of wives that don't they don't do is they're married to husbands who want more. They don't. They're too tired. I don't have time. I'm too tired. But what we don't do is ask, right? To say, babe, I want to make love to you tonight, but I'm so tired because I have to get these dishes done. Let me tell you how many men will get up and do them freaking dishes. Cause if that right. means some milk, they're going to clean them dishes. And so uh-huh. a lot of times wives will take on all this stuff being super woman. I got to do this. I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do this. No, 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 no. To sex. Instead of saying, babe, I want to relax. I want to come upstairs. I want us to take a shower together. But I ha- this has to be done and this has to be done. Is there anything that you can do to help me so that we can have our quiet time tonight? And we never take a moment to let them help us help them. Mm. It goes back to the communication. I think I, yeah. communication keeps coming up for me. Is like, like you said, like it's multi-layered, but like mm-hmm. communication is that top one. And mm-hmm. so what is our number five? So here's the deal. You have to have a level of trust. Mm. So now let me talk about trust because when there is a lack of trust, insecurity is abound. And when there's insecurity, love is is hard to fester. And so when I talk about trust, people's minds immediately go to infidelity. And yes, that is a big part of trust. But trust is also lost when a spouse says, you know, I'm just going to make this really simple. When a spouse says, I'm going to take out the trash and then they don't take out the trash. So it's simply keeping your word. So Mm -hmm. when you and your spouse have a conversation and you tell your spouse you're going to do something, 
If you don't deliver, that's cutting into your credibility. And now they feel like they can't trust you when you say you're going to do something. Mm. And so that's like an undercurrent. And so sometimes, you know, again, we, we sometimes think about trust automatically in the infidelity column. But sometimes trust is just the simple things of being a man and a woman of your word. Like what exactly did you say you were going to do? Are you going to do it? Are you going to deliver? Because when you said you were going to do that, I trusted you. And now I feel like, well, what else are you not doing? And so that leaves spouses to wonder. And that insecurity is not a good space, not for your mental health and not for your emotional health. And so you want to make sure that you guys have a bond where there is a level of trust there. Just way, you know, again, more than just infidelity, but you want to make sure that you guys have a level of trusting each other. That is a great point. So we have communication, we have conflict resolution, we have expectations, intimacy and sex and trust as our five secrets to a long lasting and happy relationship. Now, Talisha, we want to change up the energy Mm -hmm. of our interview. And because we recognize, appreciate, and celebrate the multifaceted woman, and we believe that it's okay to be classy and ratchet, and you can still be elegant and dance to strip club music, we want to invite you to the OU Clatchet segment. So do you take on the challenge? Ooh, I take it on. I'm scared, but I'm (laughs) No, don't be scared. Listen, you're over there. You're over there being spontaneous and popping out breasts for your husband. So you, I know you can embrace this OU Clatchet. Like you got it. You got it. (laughs) Dom, why don't you kick us off with our first question? Okay. Okay. So the first question is, what is the most spontaneous thing you've ever done? And I'm, I'm just waiting to hear I it. I cannot wait for this. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Now you got me thinking over a 19-year marriage. Oh, my right. God. I would probably have to say spontaneous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So, <laughs> so I, okay. So, ooh. Okay, my husband's gonna trip out that I'm saying this. So <laughs> I, I gave my husband. I tasted my husband at a time he wasn't expecting it. Like literally, I came in and I closed the door, and it wasn't. It, it, we were not at home. We were <laughs> we were at someone's house. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so we were in a spot, and I inserted myself in the bathroom, and yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. Yes, yes girl. Yes. Keep it spicy, girl. <laughs> but again, he wasn't expecting it. And that's what, that's what yes. right? He was like, why are you, like, why are you in here? And I was like, shh. So like, <laughs> and I, pull your pants I, down. Yeah. <laughs> Unzip some pants and bam. Yes. It wasn't all right. at all. And so that to me is, you know, and again, it doesn't take long to do those things, but those little things go a long way because now, you know, it's a, it's a memory and they like, they excited and now they want to do more. And he's, oh, let me tell you, you talk about power. You talk about when you want to ask something from your spouse, you know, the answer is going to be No. You got to ask at the right time because those are the times I ask after those spontaneous moments because I, I typically get it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. 
And Talisha, that leads us to our next question for you. What's your biggest pet peeve? Ooh. My husband cannot make a quick decision. So what irritates me is I'll be like, babe, blah, blah, blah. What do we do? And he'd be like, let me think about that. Like my husband is the type that want to sit, pray, marinate. Let me think where I'm like, I want a decision right now so we can close this and move on. And so my pet peeve is he does not make quick decisions. So now let me just tie this back to what we were talking about earlier. So what I had to do was recognize that my husband's always been like that. And I'm thinking over time, it's going to get better. And he's still not like that. So what I've had to come to realize is that when there are big decisions that need to be made, I have to ask him a week or two before I need the decision. Mm. So that's how I adjust it. So instead of asking him a question and he's saying, I don't know, babe, and then me getting, because fu- let me tell you, I used to get frustrated. Like, I'd be like, come on, just say something left or right. Which way? What are we going to do? And he'd be like, I don't know, babe. Let me think about it. I got to think about it. He got to sleep on. He got to pray on. He got to marinate. He, you know, he's just, he's just, he's just not that guy quick on his toes. And so I wanted him to be that because I'm typically like that. And I had to realize he wasn't. So how I shifted was I had to say, okay, if it's really an important decision that needs to be made, either I need to be prepared to make it or I need to give him the situation a week ahead or two weeks ahead to give him time to marinate on it for when I do need the decision. And can I tell you, my frustrations have gone down tremendously because of that. I had to make that adjustment for sure. Mm-hmm. But I'm happier for it because, you know, I made that adjustment. So that's an example of where I had to do some self-reflection because my husband has always been like that. So instead of me keep, keep getting mad at him, like, how can I do this where it doesn't steal my joy every time I need him to do something? That is such a good point. And I feel like we need to just drop the mic right there. That was so good, Talisha. We want to thank you so much for your time. And we would love to know where should our listeners connect with you and learn more about all the spicy goodness that you can share with them to keep their relationships fun and fresh. Thank you. Well, on Instagram, you can find us at Lovers Bond and you can go to loversbond.com. And I'll tell you, I have three free resources for couples. It's a free download. And one is the Lovers Bond Guide to turn up your marriage. That's the guy that I was talking about earlier with the over 100 things that you can do, fun, exciting, and interesting things you can do with your spouse to keep the spicy, the marriage spicy and alive. And then there's the Love is Bond Guide to butter up your marriage. And these are curated texts that you can send to your spouse when you need to apologize to them, when you need to appreciate them, when you need to send them something to put a smile on their face. Things that when you want them to be thinking about you all day. So these are specially curated text texts that you can send your spouse throughout the day. And then there's the lovers one guy to man up your marriage. So this is the thick of the thick. There are 25 things if you're finding yourself having conflict when you don't know how to communicate. It goes back to those five traits that we talked about earlier. And it gives you some things that you can do to kind of course correct your marriage to get it right back on track. Uh, amazing. I will be downloading all of those resources and lady, we'll add a link to that in the show notes and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for your time. We really, really appreciate you, Talisha. 
thank you so much for having me. And I really hope you guys enjoyed this time. I'm here to really serve you and your audience. And so I had a great time. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this. You are so welcome. We definitely had a great time and we definitely learned a lot. So we are so appreciative of you. Great. Thank you. Hey, lady, it's Terry here from the Herspace podcast. And I have a question for you. Do you want to start your own podcast? Have you been thinking to yourself, you know what? I want to start a podcast, but you just haven't taken the leap. If that's you, I got you. I'm hosting a free podcasting masterclass where I'm going to teach you how to create your own podcast from start to finish. I'll teach you how to format your show and pitch great guests. I'll teach you how to stand out in the crowd of nearly 1 million podcasts, but I'm also going to teach you how to get your mind right, okay? We're going to talk about how to overcome imposter syndrome and how to deal with fear on your podcasting journey. So even if you're not tech savvy, it's okay. This masterclass is just for you. So visit terrylomax.com and click on the pink link in the middle of your screen and register for my free podcasting masterclass. Again, that's terrylomax.com. T-E-R-R-I-L-O-M-A-X.com. I hope to see you there. Thanks for joining us today in Her Space. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but it is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HerSpacePodcast, or check out our website at HerSpacePodcast.com. And before we meet again, repeat after me. There's something inside of me that's bigger than any obstacle. We'll see you next week, lady. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.